I have been recommending on my Telegram group, or I guess I have recommended on my Telegram group. You guys check out the book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism by author Shoshana. Let me get her name right. Shoshana. Shoshana Zuboff. That is her name. Um, this is one of those books where it's kind of like, it reminds me of the book, um, The Sovereign Individual. So The Sovereign Individual was a book that came out in the 90s. And I read it about five years ago. And I remember reading it thinking, gosh, like if I had had access to this book, if I had come across this book in the 90s, and I believed every prediction that they made in this book, and I moved accordingly, I would have been able to make the right investments and I probably would be a multi-millionaire right now because that book the sovereign individual has predicted or predicted where technology would go over the next 25 30 years down to literally in some sections of the book in a section of the book rather it predicted what we just went through two years in the last two years the book is called a sovereign individual and for those of you who haven't read that book please go and give it a give it a listen give it a read now this book the age of surveillance capitalism is another such book except this book only came out a couple of years ago i'm under no illusion that everybody listening to me right now is going to go and get this book I'm under no illusion that everybody who's listening to this book right now is going to listen to this book and listen to it to an entirety. That's fine. But I will say for the small percentage of the people who will go and get this book and will listen to it and take to heart what it is that this woman is talking about, I guarantee you, you will be able to protect yourself and your family should you take her warnings seriously over the next 20 plus years. The choice is yours. In my previous episode, I talked about the fact that this this idea is free will. This concept of free will, is it overrated? And the reason why I said that one is because the title was a bit catchy, a bit of, okay, that's going to get you to listen. But the second point is that think about an animal, right, that has been tracked. Right, so you think about how um, our scientists track wild animals. Right, they usually put something like some sort of sensor in them or on them when they least when they least expect it. And then these animals just kind of wander around, and as they wander around, they think that they are, you know, essentially still free, but they're but they're not, right? Because now they're everything that they're doing is being tracked, monitored, and um, recorded. And then the scientists who are tracking them are also sort of benefiting from whatever action that they take. It's going to help them. Now, for the most part, when a, when a scientist puts a sensor on an animal and kind of tracks them through the wild, they're just trying to learn. I don't think they're trying to sell, you know, this information of like an animal moving through like a wolf or something moving through, you know, Yellowstone or something like that. I don't think they're really trying to like sell that information you know, to the highest bidder or essentially control the movements of the wolf or, you know, a bear or whatever, it actually benefits the, um, it benefits the scientists 
that the the animal's behavior and its sort of movements isn't hindered in any way, shape, or form. But most importantly, that the animal does not know that it's been tampered with. So they do it, it, sort of they do it as discreet as possible, so that also other animals that interact with an animal that has a sensor on don't treat this animal differently because it's most important for them is for them to learn. Okay, so it's important that the animal does not know that it's being observed and then it benefits the scientists for the animal to continue to behave in however way it would normally behave. But ultimately, nobody's trying to sell the animal anything and nobody's trying to sell that animal, right? Everything that this animal is, they're not really trying to sell it, at least not like on the level of what is happening to us. Not that long ago, we were all basically given smartphones. I remember I got my first iPhone. My first phone before that was like one of a flip, like a flip open, like with the keyboard to Motorola. And I remember when I went to, I think I had broken my Motorola and I was so hesitant to get a smartphone. So you get this like weird black mirror screen thing, just a flat piece of glass and it was cold and there was no buttons. And I remember going to Verizon store. I was with Verizon at the time and saying, I don't want this phone. Like I just want to be like replace, like I want a replacement of my Motorola phone. And the guy that worked there looked at me like I was an idiot. And he was just like, this phone is better than the phone that you have in your hand. And I said, no, it's not because it doesn't have the keyboard and I don't want a smartphone. But I couldn't, for whatever reason, get a new Motorola phone, so I succumbed to end up getting an iPhone. We all did. And if it's not an iPhone, you got an Android, whatever. It's all the same thing. It's all that piece of glass. It's a smartphone, right? And so it started. And every app, right, that came with the phone, everybody was on it. Everybody's doing it. It became normal. So we started off with, I think, was it MySpace? And then Facebook. We just put all of our information on there. We just, hey, this is free. And we just put our information on there. All right. We get up in the morning. We talk, you know. Um, just put it, what are you thinking? Right. The app wants to know, what are you thinking? You, it's completely innocent. So you think, right? You're interacting with your friends and, and these corporations, they tell you, this is just a means for you to communicate with your with your friends and stay connected. We want you to stay connected, right? And so you gave freely of yourself, trusting blindly in a company saying that, yes, we want, this is all we want from you. This is all altruistic. We want nothing in return. We just want to help the world be connected. Now it's been, was it? 10, 15 years later, and little by little, we're starting to realize that that was a Trojan horse, right? And that, you know, when you go on social media, you know, everything you do is being monitored, right? And things that you are shown as being like carefully curated to you. And essentially, you know, the popular expression where if something is free, you're the product. And there's no more privacy. But it's all these sort of like general sort of quotes that people don't think deeply about. And I didn't think it was to the level that it actually is until I started reading this book. This is my second time reading it. Um, but you know, sometimes you read a book the first time, you're like, okay, then you hit it, read it again. It's the second time and it just hits different. It starts off a bit slow, but when you get to about like mm, two thirds in, 
she starts giving you some information that makes you like almost makes your skin crawl. The level of fuckery and how fucked we are is insane. Unlike an animal that has been given a sensor, because at this point in time, we we do know that our cell phones are the sensor, right? Unlike an animal that is being monitored, his day-to-day life is being monitored, the people who are monitoring us absolutely do stand to benefit wholeheartedly from your interactions on a day-to-day existence. Now, for those people who walk around before I launch in, those people walk around and say shit like they don't have an issue with their privacy being violated because they have nothing to hide. Okay, my response to that is that's fine. Open up all your windows. All right. And 24 hours a day allow people to just watch you and not just in your house right but when you get in your car and you go to work you should be watched right when you go to the bathroom you should be watched right and when you go to sleep how how you sleep you should be watched and not for any other thing that just because these people who are watching you love you but it's so that they can figure out ways to make money off of you because it's not you being watched it's the exploitation of your actual life it's a dissection of who you are it it, from from being a whole sovereign individual to nothing but raw material you're not even a person to them what do i mean by this okay your phone has a try is it not even has a tracking device your phone is a tracking device all right i i when you move from room to room in your house if you take your phone with you your phone knows what room you're in i'm not making this up this is true even your roomba just so if you have a roomba has the techno technological capabilities of essentially mapping your home it's a smart device that's just a Roomba a vacuum cleaner your phone is a smart device right it it's not even that it's not even it's I don't even have to get that deep right so let's take Google Maps Google Maps you use Google Maps to go to your home when you get to your home and you clock it in it's not hard for for Google Maps to figure out okay this is their home right because uh there's this is where their car sits because when you park your car for example in a parking garage it'll say okay you've left your car here so it knows where your home is and by it i mean the corporation google because i'm not going to attribute this to ai i want you to know that this is a corporation a governing board knows where you live all right so then you get out of your car and you walk into your house, you walk past your ring device, right? They interact with each other. So ring interacts with Google maps and any other Google app you have in your phone, they interact with each other. So now you've just walked into the threshold. So now it knows where your front door is. It knows where your TV is, right? Because when you sit and you have your Kindle connected, 
right? Or your Kindle Fire, not your Kindle, I'm sorry. What is it? The I don't use it, but the, the Fire, whatever. Maybe it is a Kindle Fire, who knows? Um, but that's connected to your TV. So by proximity, it knows where your, your TV is. When you go to bed, you typically plug your phone in. When your phone is plugged in, it sends that information to all of these apps on your phone, particularly for the sake of this conversation, all the Google apps on your phone. So now it knows where your bed is, right? Then when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is grab your phone. It now knows when you wake up. If you wake up in the middle of the night, it knows when you wake up. Most people, when they wake up, first thing you do, you're going to walk to the fucking toilet. So now it knows when you take a piss. And this is information that's being sent through the apps up to Google. You do this enough time and you now have a pattern of who you are being constructed with information that is being picked up to paint a picture of an individual. What are they doing with this information? (laughs) You don't fucking, you can't even begin to conceptualize what they're doing with this information. Because let's think about, for example, let's backtrack a bit. We've got the Myers-Briggs personality test, right? They have you take a test and you answer the test to the best of your ability. But for the test for it to work, you have to answer who, basically in a way that you think you are. So the test is still largely dependent on your perception of yourself, your phone doesn't give a fuck. It doesn't ask you who you are, right? But you you found, if you've ever taken those Meyer Briggs personality tests, even with you providing the information, you find those are still relatively pretty accurate, right? Um, and that's just based on like your self-assessment. I guarantee you, based on when you go to sleep, based on when you wake up, based on how long you sleep, based on how fast you drive, because keep in mind, (laughs) when you use like a Waze app and tells you how fast you're growing, all right, it's shooting those information out. Google owns owns Waze. It's shooting that information out to every app that's on your phone. Now they know how fast you drive on a day-to-day basis. They have figured out all of our personalities on something that's infinitely more complex than a Myers-Briggs. And you don't know what they know about you. Okay. If you talk to a person, how you talk to your spouse, because remember, you, you give these phones access to your microphone, which at any point in time, they can switch on because you don't read the terms and service of agreements, but it's in there. They can switch on. So if you're yelling at your spouse, they're going to switch it on so that they know now what upsets you. How do you talk to your spouse? Are you verbally abusive? (laughs) Yeah, they can, they know if you are a verbally abusive person, if you are emotionally, you're not bothering putting your phone away before you argue. You're probably arguing with your phone right in front of your face. Now they know this is a verbally abusive individual. Are you racist? Are you on, are you you sending racist memes and texts to your friends? All right. These apps that claim to be encrypted, prove it. You can only go off of what they tell you. And depending on what you're, what you're texting on, whatever it is that you text 
is being sent back certain keywords. Now it's gotten to the point where even like if you take a picture of a text message or a text, you can now, you know, press and hold to copy and paste a text from a picture. You think that they did that for your convenience? No. So, so now they can bypass. They've made that that much smarter. So if you take a picture of something, because that's how I actually used to communicate when I didn't want to have to say something, like text it out, I would actually write it out, take a picture of it and send the picture. But now that you can't communicate it that way. The phone can now read that and it's being sent out. So it's not a matter of if I don't have anything to hide, I don't, ha you know, I don't have anything to hide. So I don't mind if my privacy is violated. It's that <laughs> your privacy is violated to the point where these corporations, co companies who don't even see you as a, like a, as an entity, a human being, a sovereign individual, because the way in which they've gone about doing this is you tell you, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. You're just a means in which they can make more money, right? They know everything they need to know about you, how you feel about your kids. Which one of your kids is your favorite? And they could tell that by how long. Because most of the time when you have your phone, right, you either save the person in your phone with the same last name. You, they know who your kids are. I mean, it's not that fucking hard, right? So how, what kid, which kids do you respond to quickly? Which kids do you talk about? On the phone, microphone's on, text messages on. They know who your favorite kids are before you even know who your favorite. If you're having an affair, they know if you're having an affair. And all this is just data. It's just information that they're just gathering to create this like construct of a person that they can now package as raw material to sell to a corporation who it's not even that they can target ads or beyond that. If you think it's still about targeting ads, you are about 40 years behind the time. It is now where they're just going to shepherd you to where they want you to go. They're working on technology where if you get in your car, the car will take you to a place where you didn't even know you wanted to go. But somehow the app knows, somehow Google knows, and then you're just going to get taken there. And then you're going to, it's just like, oh, do you want to buy this coffee? Sure, I want to buy this coffee. Now it's not predicting your behavior anymore. It reminds me of the Doctor Who episodes called Midnight. One of my favorite episodes. If you never watch any other episodes of Doctor Who, watch it. Go find it. It's called Midnight. There's an entity outside of space. Doctor Who is going on a tour of the planet Midnight. There's an entity outside. Nothing is supposed to be able to survive outside of Midnight. Um, but somehow this entity gets into their bus Spoiler alert, jump jump the past the next 30 minutes or 30 seconds rather. Okay, 90 seconds if you don't want to hear how it goes. But this entity gets into the vehicle and then it enters into a body, possesses a body. And then first it starts to echo what people are saying. So it's echoing everybody. It's just repeating what people are saying. Then it syncs up and then it starts to say things with people. And then it connects just to the doctor himself alone. And then it starts to speak before the doctor speaks. And then it starts to drain the doctor of his like life energy. And that's exactly what is going on now. See, at first we thought we were in control, right? So we got these phones and they gave it to us. It's like, hey, you want this smartphone fucking Trojan horse, right? And then 
we started putting all our information in and then it was just like kind of copying the information. It was trying, it's like, this is raw data. And then it started to sync with us, right? Then it started to sort of p predict us. Okay. So where do you, um, where do you want to go? Oh, okay, cool. Well, here's this targeted ad. I think you like this. I think you might like this. Oh, I think you might like this on your feed. Oh, this is something that we, we think you would find interesting. And now it's going to be ahead of you that it's going to show you things before you even realize. So like if you, for example, are unhappy with your marriage because you, and you don't even realize you're unhappy with your marriage, right? It just notices certain patterns. Maybe your spouse doesn't come home. So it, it knows who your spouse is because your phones. So maybe your spouse doesn't come home often. They start staying out and now it's connected to your spouse's phone, right? So you, they know if your spouse is having an affair before you do, right? And then the next thing you know, right? All of a sudden here comes an app and that pops up. Now it starts to steer you in a particular direction. They don't give a fuck about you. They can steer you in a particular direction where they go like all of a sudden now here's an app for, you know, a dating app. Right? Because all of a sudden you're, you're at home by yourself. It can tell. It knows because your phones. All right, so now, oh, boop, here's a dating app. All right. And then they know eventually, like, here's a divorce lawyer. Here's an ad for a divorce lawyer. <laughs> Do you see what's going to be for you even? It starts to go ahead of you. So first there's a delay, then it sinks. Like, first there's an echo where it's kind of copying you, right? It's tracking you. First, it's tracking you. Then it syncs up with you, starts to suggest things to you. And then it begins to lead you. And pretty soon, your whole entire existence will be essentially predetermined by this app from birth. Because they will be able to take whoever your mother is and whoever your father is. And this is your children's generation. And then based on that, they have these sort of algorithms where they figure out because you have no idea. They have collected data on billions of human beings and we are patterns. So then they can tell what kind of person your child is going to be. And then from that moment, they start moving things in the direction, moving your child in a direction. They can tell whether or not your child is going to be this kind of person, this kind of person. And then they start companies, corporations become the, 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 the lead directing the lives of your children. You're not choosing what corporations, what companies that you want to sort of buy from anymore. They're choosing you based on some whatever algorithm, algorithmic bullshit that they have now gathered over the last 30 years on the entire species. I swear to God, if I hear somebody say one another t one more time, it's not about, I don't mind my privacy being violated because I have nothing to hide. I'm going to punch them in the fucking throat. Honestly, it's not, I don't even think that's a real person saying that. I do believe, you guys heard me from after the last episode, I'm, I'm done making excuses for people who are clearly just not aware or don't care. I, I don't even think, I, like I said, I think that they're just characters in the simulation they're just controlled by the game 
right? So their job is to just make you second guess your observations. So when you go, hey, this is kind of bullshit, right? Their job, they exist. We're talking on the macro level now, right? Because I think what's happening on the micro level, everything I just described over the last like 20 minutes, 24 minutes, um, is now sort of a reflection of what has been going on on a macro level since the beginning of the inception of the simulation. So the micro is now sort of reflecting the macro as below, so above, as above, so below. The gamification of the simulation. So the simulation is going to be, become a simulation within a simulation. Talk about meta, self-referential, meta. Let's just talk about like something simple, right? So if you, 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 you are with an insurance company and they tell you, hey, for your convenience, that's the word, it's always about your convenience. Hey, for your convenience, we want you to download this app, right? For car insurance, right? So that you don't have to have us mail you your proof of insurance anymore. You could just have access to it on your app. Just download this app. We'll even give you like a 10% discount if you download this app to your phone. And now the app is on your phone and it can tell where you're going every day, where you go to, are you going to the weed shop? Are you an alcoholic? Are you constantly driving to go get alcohol? Are you constantly going through the drive-thru at McDonald's? Right. Because see, now your car insurance, as they ca- gather that information, hey, they got your dumbass to my, myself included, by the way, I'm not pointing the fingers, to so download this app. Now they can tell how often you eat at Burger King, how often you eat at McDonald's. And they're going to sell that information because it's important information. They're going to sell that to your health insurance company. Who's then going to figure out whether or not they are going to charge you more for a premium? Because if you're constantly eating fast food, right, then they know that the person who engages in this behavior, who goes to the liquor store, and then when you go make a purchase and you buy something, right, it can also, boom, what did you buy? It's right there. All right, they know the kind of person that you are. That's going to determine a few things. One, if you are driving 80 miles per hour consistently, that information is going to get pinged back. This is actually fucking happening, guys. This is not a sci-fi novel. This is happening right now in real time. We're in it. We're in it. That's why I keep saying this is a dystopia. And that's why I keep saying that free will is an illusion. Because in order for you, because it behooves whatever it is that has sort of taken a hold of us as a species, as a collective, it behooves them for you to still keep thinking that you're free. It's like those wild animals with the sensors on them. They don't want them to know that their behavior is being monitored. But the moment you realize, hey, I'm being controlled, then you can change the game a bit. And that's all. Like I said, I'm going to stop speaking directly. Either you hear what I'm trying to say or you don't. And if you don't, message me and I'll try to clarify. But even then, I've got to be be mindful. I can't speak freely because we're not free. You got to get your head out of your ass because the first step is realizing you're not free. You're being monitored. You're being watched. Everything you say, everything you do, the people that come in your life, the people that got that, that leave your life, everything, it's being controlled. It's not even, read the book. 
I mean, this is a brilliant doctor. She's a PhD. She took the time to research what she's writing. It's based on what is actually fucking happening. Read the book. It sounds wild. You're controlled. We are controlled. Uh, I can't even sit and watch Black Mirror anymore. I can't even sit and watch Westworld anymore and not think like, and, and think this shit is fiction. Fiction has started to take a completely different interpretation, a t- completely different meaning to me than what it used to mean. I'm going to go back to what I'm saying. So now if you're used to you just your you're free riding, going 80 miles per hour on a highway, that's just how you like to drive. You cut people off and they know you're being cut people off because they can tell if you go, drive in front of somebody, right? They, they're watching them too. It's not just you. It's not about you, right? And then they slow down, right? If you're continuously causing people to slow down, that's it's going to be like one, your insurance company. Not before, let's not even get like the law involved right now because the government right now, they're like, fucking 15 years behind the time they're still stuck on bullshit and these are incompetent individuals that have been excuse me but for the most part most people who get elected into office are not competent and i don't mean that in the sense of like trying to like dismiss them or to insult them they're not paying attention they don't know they're not sitting to to really sit and understand like what is really going on they're too busy reacting to what big tech big corporations are doing a lot of times they're actually bought off to look the other way they're lobbied to death right so they they get money to not even like pay attention to what's going on a lot of people in tech and big corporations these are very smart people these are incredibly intellectual intelligent individuals or intellectual and intelligence is off the off the scale and sadly their emotional intelligence is below the scale and they are amoral in the sense of they understand that morality i've mentioned morality and and nietzsche please read i mention these things for a reason but they understand that morality is meant to curtail and control the masses so they don't care they if there is not a law if a law does not exist where they would face legal consequences for violating or for breaking the law, they're going to do it. You could be on a plane, right? And you can get get given something like a free bag of like a muffin or a free bag of nuts or something like that. You could eat a sensor. There's no law against a company doing that. And then the the sensor can now track your bowel movements where you go even on top of that and report information back. And you wouldn't know unless there was some what do they call those people who um they like i forget what the word is a whistleblower unless there's a whistleblower who comes out and says actually yes a company is doing this you wouldn't know and they have sensors part of the internet of things now that are so small that you (laughs) you wouldn't know they could it, it doesn't even it's not to them if it's not against the law and there are no consequences against what they're doing, they will do it. I'll say that again. All of these corporations, from Google to Alphabet um, to Apple, um, all of them, even your car company, your insurance companies, if there is no law, and trust me, they hire lawyers to tell them what the law is. Do you have your own personal fleet of lawyers to tell you what the law is? No. But they do because they also have a lot of fucking money. If there's no law against what they're thinking of doing or about to implement, they are going to do it. 
The government is no protection against this. It is the wild fucking west. It's beyond the wild west. We're on Mars. They they are basically this is they're creating a new they are basically colonizing Earth again. They're recolonizing Earth again. But they're creating a reality that that benefits them. And they present it in such a way where like they act as though we have no choice. We do have a choice. We could collectively be like, no, we don't need this shit. You don't need another smart, whatever the fuck. It benefits them for you to have like what they sell to you as convenience. Hey, you can have this thing where you can control it for your phone. You know, the smart bed. You don't need a fucking smart bed. You don't. But they push it and they make it seem like this this idea, this version of reality is inevitable. It's not. It's just one probable reality. But I want to go back. You could be going 80 miles per hour consistently and cut somebody off. And they can tell when you cut somebody off. Like it, it's, it's, it's beyond just cameras, guys. And even if you decide to leave your car, leave your phone at home, your car has um, tracking. If your car isn't owned and, and paid off, it's got a tracking thing on there because they can also shut your car off. And if they can shut your car off, they can do other things with your car as well. And you do with that information what you will. Now they can, from that information, just, just from downloading an app to your phone, and you don't even at this point even have to have the app on the phone because they could sell your information. If you have other apps on your phone, other apps can sell your information to insurance company who will buy the information on you because now they know you. You have some, you think your social security number will use your social security, your social security number for everything now. Get a credit card, get a cell phone company, or get a cell phone, everything you sign up for. It. It's not, it's beyond your cell phone company. It's, it's beyond your credit card. It's also your cell phone number. That's a unique ID. That's why a lot of these companies ask for your cell phone number. That's a unique identification where they can kind of tie it back to you. Because you use your cell, you use your social security number to get your cell phone number. Even if you change your phone number, you still have a social security number. So just your new number will be tied back to you. They know you. So now the insurance company can decide whether or not to raise your premium lower it if you are a safe driver it works it's good for you right if you're not or you're just a young person or you didn't realize you're being monitored there you go it doesn't stop there you can scour the internet based on like the things you tweet about the things you text about the things you post on social media they can figure out what sort of personality that you are and when you go to apply for something and they ask for your social media. They put that information into a computer. The algorithm spits out data on you. And then that determines whether or not they're going to rent to you. And that will determine whether or not a company will even hire you. And so what it's what is he increasingly moving towards is it's not even going to it's going to come to a point where it's like even it's it's like minority report, but like on steroids. Or they don't even need psychics. They figured it. They figured it all out. You don't need a police officer to pull you over. You're just gonna hit a certain point and they'll mail you a fucking ticket. So now that you know you're being watched and you know that you can get a ticket just for speeding, you don't even have to get tra- like 
come back and listen to this episode in four years. It's going to get implemented unless we do something now to stop it. Because I've seen the seeds of it taking root. I mentioned when I went to England, it used to be when you have to go and look a person in the eye and ask, and they would ask you, you know, what are you here for? Business or pleasure? They don't do that anymore. You just scan your passport. They take a picture of your face. What the fuck do you think they're doing there? figured you out you don't have to take your shoes off anymore because they know who's more likely to do something and he won't work work we're fucking free-ranged farm animals at this point and even the free range is an illusion because there's going to come a point where they are invisible it's not even going to come we're at the point the fences are invisible like one of them collars you put on the fucking dog where you're not even allowed to really go past a certain point that's what's going to happen Because you'll be afraid to go past a certain point. And more importantly, you'll start cutting people out of your lives because you'll find out that this person has a social credit score that's low. And by you interacting with them, it affects your credit score, your social credit score. So then you don't want that, right? Because you want to be able to have access to, you know, um, credit card or a good rental place or even a good job. So uh, you can't afford to interact with a person with a low credit score. That's fucking coming if we don't do something about it now it is a probable future that exists right now and we're on that path it's not beyond just somebody oh you have nothing to hide that's not what it is about and it's beyond control now you won't even have the illusion of autonomy because any decision that you want to make and I know some people like well this is negative I don't give a fuck it is negative I'm just talking about it that's the part that kind of like pisses me off of like the spirituality and toxic positivity right when you start talking about real shit that you see people want to comment and be like oh this is not you know you don't have to matter I'm not manifesting shit dude I'm telling you where this is what's going on I'm not negative by pointing out what I see I'm not the one creating it. I'm show, I'm telling you, this is what's going on. Unless we do something different. Unless we opt out. Stop picking up every new fucking technology. I'm not a fucking Luddite, but like pay attention. It, it, it's, they're not even changing their, their fucking like approach, right? It's just here's the next new thing is here. It's the same fucking ad, right? It's a snart thing. Oh, come up with this phone. It's got this thing. And then this thing. And then this thing. It's like one little thing that they could have come out with like 15 years ago. It's just one slight change. You just keep getting a new phone and deeper and deeper. Addicted, 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 addicted. All the while, you're you're basically being farmed. It's not even that you're the product. You're the raw material. Your life is the raw material that they're farming. Your interactions with people. People are sitting here like, fuck fuck the government, guns and things like that. It's moved beyond that. Don't need gun control when you have thought control. Group think. Learn from the last two years. Pay attention. You understand how easily an individual is to manipulate if he looks around and sees everybody doing the same thing. This is like Edward Bernays wrote about this. There's another book called, uh, things called like crowd manipulation or something like that. It was a predecessor to Edward Bernays, but he said one of the most powerful, one of the most powerful tools in controlling an individual is you get them to think that everybody else is doing the same thing. 
it's hard to fight that which is why on a macro level i do think this world is populated with a lot i think 80 percent of the people some some people have said it's more like 99 percent that commented on youtube i think it's like 80 percent of people are npcs and they exist mostly just to convince the remaining 20 percent that whatever weird shit is going on is normal and then the rest of us just kind of go along with it don't blink and look up five years from now and be adapted to some fuck shit that shouldn't be normal but we allow it to become normal yeah i was gonna get to a point where i remember the cabbie is an uber driver in london he's like you don't even see cops anymore they've got cameras everywhere they don't need to pull you over to take a picture of his life. He showed me a video that they sent it where they zoomed into him. He was parked. He wasn't even like speeding. He was just parked in the wrong spot. They put up all these stupid signs. And there's somebody who's controlling the camera. But that person's going to be out of the job in like two years. Because honestly, you don't need a human being to zoom into a license plate. A fucking computer can do that pretty soon here. Right? And the fact that you are doing that for a living. Look at you. Right. So they, they zoomed him until his, li- his license plate and then they just send him his the ticket. This is you on camera doing this. So now he modifies his behavior. All right. If you know you're being watched, if you know that your interactions with people are being like monitored, then they can coerce you into behaving in a particular way. So that the the the, the even the autonomy, the that 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 one thing, right? Being able to move your body, interact, or talk to people, that kind of gets taken away. That that one thing that you did think you had, moving your arms. Right? Some slight semblance of autonomy, that's gonna get taken away if we continue down the path that we're on right now. I I, I need you guys to read that book. I'm gonna try to, you know, indirectly sort of upload the clips in the book best i can but i can't you know i can't you know i'm not going to force you guys to read the book i've taken the information and i'm adapting accordingly and it's all stratagem right and how you move but the first step is to realizing that this 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 idea that we're free is a fucking illusion we're not and the people who want you to think that you are are the people who benefit from you believing that you are. It's like the sensors and the wild animals, right? They don't, they make it, you know, inconspicuous, innocuous, so that the animals don't adjust their behavior because it benefits the watchers, it benefits the researchers for you, for those animals to continue to behave the way they normally would. But if you know that you're being watched and you know that you're being controlled, it's that awareness that gives you the upper hand. You can then sort of edit things to benefit you, if you know what I mean. You do things consciously to benefit you in the long run. Like I said, I will no longer speak directly about certain things on this app or on this on this on this podcast. You know, sort of use your brain. Think. The book, once again, is called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. I don't even think the title is strong enough, honestly, because it doesn't, it, it's so soft, surveillance capitalism. It's easy to dismiss, but I'm telling you, it reads like a sci-fi, like a, like a horror sci-fi, except we're in it. And the only solace I take, I take from that is, okay, if on a macro level, 
on a bigger level, if we are in fact in a simulation, then this is just, if you're in a simulation, I'm coming out with a book, um, mid, mid next year, uh, the dark Oracle's guide to the multiverse. We're going to put that into book form. And then there's another book I called, I'm working on called, so you're living in a simulation. Be on the lookout for those, please. I appreciate the support there. But basically, both books are going to be like physical transcripts of the stuff that I've talked about on the podcast and the stuff that I talked about in my videos. Uh, just like first volumes, it just pays for you to have something tangible as opposed to having it online. Um, it's very important that we have tangible things going forward because you just never fucking know. You just never know. Um, but on the Dark Oracle's Guide to the Multiverse, I talked about how our simulation, our simulated reality is actually some form of entertainment by a futuristic civilization that has sort of moved past, you know, the need for work and things like that. They've evolved, quote, evolved past that. And now all they literally need is entertainment. They're mortals. They've, they've figured out death, whatever. Uh, so this is some sort of ancestry simulation by a futuristic society. But any simulation, any sort of forms of entertainment, right, has to have a plot. And maybe we are in some sort of weird sci-fi dystopian novel because honestly, the, the 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 speed in which things are happening is wild to me. It's like somebody hit the fast forward button. Uh, just apps, like I use like certain apps that I use to like edit my videos, add captions and things like that. The capabilities, like every every upload, what they're capable of within the two three weeks of like a new upload, a new um, uh, what's it update. Every single time that, that something else happens, it's happening so quickly. Just like captioning even. I remember like not that long ago, I think at the beginning of the year, right? The ability for like um, like Viva Video, for example, to get like the captions right was like flawed. Even TikTok, like to get the captions right were flawed. And now it's like the things that it can do. Like I, I the video I just put out, I, I set point A to point B. It capitalized the a and point a and point b like little things like that it's like they're they're getting better and we're still staying the same right smartphones dumb people we we don't have that luxury anymore it, it's beyond that we're, we're beyond that time where we can still continue to just like oh this thing came on oh i'm gonna go get a smart watch Oh, it's this thing, it's a Google Glass. I'm going to put it on my fucking face. Oh, it's a Neuralink? Yeah, sure, I'm going to upload my consciousness into, into a fucking neural network because nothing can go wrong with that. And before you scoff and say we're not capable of being able to upload our consciousness to her, you don't know that. The amount of times, because you, well, guys, you don't realize is that I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of um, DMs. I get a lot of emails. I apologize, by the way, if you try to contact me and I can't get to you. Because please bear in mind, between reading, doing the podcast, you know, editing videos, putting out videos, filming videos, I'm also trying to paint um, as well. And I'm writing a book. Between all this stuff, I, I do try to respond to as many people as I can. Um, but if I don't respond to you, please don't take it personally. Um, it's just a matter of me. And I also have ADHD on top of that. So it's just like trying to balance all this out. And I'm a mother and I'm a, and I'm a spouse as well. I'm a wife as well. So I'm doing a lot, but I still want to make the time for you. So um, bear in mind if sometimes I take a while to respond, even to people that I normally talk to, it's all love. Um, don't take it personally, but there's something that I see a lot. And this is something where, um, 
I'm just gonna fucking say like people will comment like I literally was just thinking about this and then your video popped up the amount of times I see that comment is unsettling because I know there was a time I think not that long ago it was like five years ago Facebook was working with a lady who was a member of DARPA D-A-R-P-A and they're working on a means in which the brain it was like a brain interface where your the they wanted your phone they wanted a computer to be able to read your thoughts and then they claim that they scrapped the project but i call fucking bullshit i think at this point in time and there was a time when i would be sort of mindful sort of afraid to say this but i've said so many things in the last like seven years between you know my podcasts and my old like instagram page and stuff like that that have come true that sounded absolutely insane seven years ago so i'm okay with sounding crazy now these things can read our minds it's it's not even beyond our because think about it right what have i continuously talked about um about the internal monologue right it's not you what you think is thinking isn't thinking you're just listening to a voice in your head talk shit i've i've listed several books on the internal monologue from untethered soul to waitiko to no self no problem to the power of now to um what else a new earth all and and more all of these books basically talking about this voice in your head it's not you you're not your thoughts i've listed articles from psychology today books um, about obsessive compulsive disorder they all basically say the same thing like you got this voice in your head but it's not you you're not your thoughts you're not your thoughts so if something can kind of be projected into your mind then it's something it's a kind of technology which i think is happening on a macro level i think it's honestly on a macro level if we are in a simulation your ego has this voice and these are just prompts in the game they're just in-game prompts it sounds like madness i don't give a shit though it is what it is let it sound like madness the people who are willing to take in the information you guys know what i'm saying and i honestly don't think you would have made it this far if you weren't on the same page as me but if you can basically pick up random quote-unquote voices right which we are it's an internal monologue which we're told are our thoughts we've been conditioned to accept the shit as our thoughts from jump and now we're starting to realize wait that's not you it's just this disembodied voice that we're fucking listening to that's responsible for depression anxiety ocd even it's it's this thing that's projected into our head what makes you think that your own projections can't be picked up by an app by a software by a phone you don't even know how it fucking works you know how your phone works no do you know what sort of technology is is in this thing no can you reverse engineer a fucking phone <laughs> no so there might be people that kind of pop up and like it's not possible like shut the fuck up please not you guys obviously it was just like the fucking npcs to just hop up and you know go off and this is not possible you don't know i, I get so many people on a daily basis just keep saying the same thing that i was just thinking how was it that i was thinking this and then you popped up saying the same thing that i was thinking well the simplest occam's razor explanation is that there's something with these phones that can absolutely pick up your thoughts I mean, they're just words at the end of the day. Think about what I referenced earlier, right? When you, I, I would take pictures of um, words and now your phone can basically read the words in a picture. So if there's just words in your head and even though you can't see them, right? That doesn't mean that a, a software program can't pick them up somehow because they have, literally, you can Google it. This is my, is madness, right? But it's true. They were working on a brain interface that allowed for the brain you know, for the for a software program to sort of pick up thoughts. That was years ago. And they, they meet the media told us that they discarded it, but you don't fucking know.
like I said in a video I put out like a couple of days ago, maybe last week, you know, people are sitting here walking around like, okay, well, unless the media explicitly tells me something is possible, I'm not going to believe that it's possible. You cannot afford that mindset. You literally need to operate from the space that anything is probable. I'm not saying believe everything. That's different. To believe everything, that's just your, that's a gullibility. I'm saying move with the mindset that it certainly is probable. Move with the mindset that anything is probable. That anybody who wants you to believe a limited perception of reality is a person who benefits from you believing that that's not possible. Right? Go. I go back to the animal with the sensors on them. Right? They they need the animals to behave naturally. If you knew that your thoughts were being sort of like read, then you would adjust your behavior. Right? If you thought, if you believed that you know privacy is just something somebody being able to track you and then that was it and and not thinking beyond that not control you not not essentially beyond even control move you to behaving in a particular way just like Westworld where it's like predicting like to the point where your whole life becomes a loop it's structured if you didn't think that that was possible then you're like you're basically you're sleepwalking you can live your entire life being controlled by like being nudged it's another word, nudged. Being nudged, that's a technical word actually, look it up, like psychological nudging. Being nudged and shaped in a particular way and not have one free thought your entire life. And it's getting more complex and more sophisticated than we can even imagine at this moment in space time. Like you can't afford to have this limited perspective of that's not possible anymore. It's beyond that. Anything is probable. Not saying believe everything, but move with the understanding that anything is probable. Neurolinguistic programming, subliminal. I mean, gosh, like think about it like back in the 1900s, like 1920s, 1930s, early television. They would use subliminal, like they would flash images. Think about how far they've come a hundred years from now, guys. That shit didn't just stop. Stop waiting for the news to tell you what's going on and use your own imagination and trust your own observations and your own instincts and your own thinking and your own, like, conceptualization of what is and could be probable. And read the book, please. Age of Surveillance Capitalism. Maybe skip the first two chapters and go back to it. But this shit is deep. Like I said, I'm like halfway through. And um, I just increased the speed to get through it. Um, But I think the first time I I read it, I think I I might have just because I I think I read it when it first came out, and I think I just was like operating out of his mindset that it's like well that's not gonna happen, <laughs> right? Like that can't have, that can't be possible, and now I'm like fuck, <laughs> holy shit! I wish I took this shit seriously. So I I'm gonna start thinking of ways in which to sort of circumnavigate this maze we found ourselves in.
the first step is realizing that you're not free. Right? So imagine an animal with a sensor in it all of a sudden being aware of that. Like that that's where we are, honestly, I think. Like I think just like it's hard for an a bear to conceptualize the the idea of a fucking sensor even. I think we're we're that same. Like, like to conceptualize what exactly is going on would be the same thing as a bear trying to understand a fucking like tracking device but at least if the bear is smart enough to look and see some blinking shit be like what the fuck is that (laughs) all right at least we're not bears is basically what i'm trying to say we're not bears right we can if we if you saw that something i'm telling you is actively tracking you you can at least modify your behavior to like sort of circumvent circumvent it the best of your abilities but the first step is understanding that, okay, like it's not even just you're being tracked anymore. You're being controlled and it's not even you're being controlled anymore. Like you're, you're being shepherded. You're, it's, you're, we're slowly losing our own like right to autonomy and individual sovereignty. Reign over oneself, control over your own self. Where, like I said, think about the analogy that I made about they can tell when your spouse is cheating before you can they can tell when you're hello they can tell when your spouse is having an affair before you can they know before you and then they can just pop up certain ads they can sell they can lump you let's just say within a one mile radius they have like okay these are all the women or these are all the men whose spouses are having affairs okay now let's let's send them these ads for this app or this product food wine right comfort food they can tell when you're about to in, be engaged. They can tell when somebody's about to break up with you. You guys don't see this. It's not even like we're so we're so they have to so focus on this bullshit of like a AI certainly certain suddenly developing sentience that you forget that there's sentient human beings that are controlling this shit. The, the AI doesn't need to develop sentience. There are actual sentient conscious human beings that are essentially that have access to the same information that a god would have access to. I need you to sit with that. Because even our politicians are controlled. They don't even realize it. Like the amount of, they just now started banning like TikTok on government phones. But you would think that like a, a government official would be like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't put like a Chinese fucking app on my phone. Because their companies are owned by the government, by the Chinese government, and I am a politician. <laughs> so the fact that, like, how long has TikTok been out before they finally put out a law like banning it on government phones? Yeah, I, that's that's how slowly it takes the, the government to react to things. So it's not even about the government anymore. And like I said, the people that are in control of these corporations, these tech guys, and 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 men and women, these tech people. High intellectual intelligence operating from a space of amorality. And willing to sort of deem themselves gods. At least gods amongst men. Do with that information what you will. I'd like 
two more points. First point, um, a friend of mine was working or is working for a company. And um, I remember her saying that out of the blue, she was actually thinking of leaving her job. And every time she tried to like leave her job and started looking for other like companies to work for, all of a sudden her company started being like really nice to her and like offering her bonuses and things like that. At the time she's mentioned this, I didn't think anything of it. Um, until I read this book and I realized that even in this book, Age of Surveillance Capitalism, she says that like they can tell based on what you do online, LinkedIn, cookies, tracking, things like that. If you work for a company, they have that information, they have that data so that your corporate, depending on the corporation and the company you work for, they have access to information so that your company will be able to tell whether or not you are looking for another job. That's where we are now. And so I'm not saying this is absolutely what's going on. I just find it kind of weird and too much of a coincidence, quote unquote, that whenever she wanted to leave and started looking around, her company all of a sudden became more responsive and um, started offering her things. And this book is saying that, yes, they have, I mean, it's not hard. They have the technological capabilities of being able for, for to let a company know when their um, employees are thinking of moving or, or leaving or, or shopping around for another job. You guys need to be aware of that. That's where we are. Um, and I would argue, like, based on when this book was written, it's like four or five years later, that technology has probably evolved to the point where they might be even be able to tell when a, uh, <laughs> whether or not an employee is likely to be more loyal, regardless of how they are treated before they hire before they hire you and then they might be able to even sell ways of manipulating or controlling a person to make them more compliant with less pay or certain types of like you know um behavior or what the company you know offers just based on how the person's home life is and how much this person actually needs a job, which could then determine whether or not a person gets hired in the first place. I need you guys to really think deeply about what this all fucking means. Another thing I I realized as I was like kind of re like going over the episode is if you are a really sharp individual um, who's capable of sort of seeing things for what they were. I've kind of hinted at this before, but I've noticed a lot of people who tend to be able to see behind the veil tend to also get sucked into conspiracy theories that are like just a monumental waste of time. Apps could work in conjunction with, you know, governing boards and things like that to basically like, for example, on YouTube, show you certain videos that will essentially lead certain individuals down particular paths where they end up consuming sort of rabbit hole um, content that basically becomes a tremendous waste of their time and of their mental abilities, right? That, that ability, their, their, their mental abilities, their ability to do, to, to impact this world and change things, they could be redirected down a particular path very easily, like just by having these sort of um, like YouTube or whatever, suggesting certain videos based on what they think a person like this, you know, would get hooked on and get distracted by. And please keep in mind that like this is, they've been gathering information on us for 15 years. A lot of us are just now being like, 
are even aware of like the capabilities of this kind of technology. So they, they've got us, they've got us profiled. I was even thinking about the fact that like, if you are an individual that's predisposed towards sort of even like radical behavior and you meant you met your spouse, you know, like online or like on a dating app or something like that, it's not that hard for them to figure out what person right based on certain behaviors is more likely to be uh, to be more impactful to impact you know population in in a whole as a whole rather and sort of direct the paths of the collective and then they could basically put in somebody's life a person that's going to be that would be a damper to that or would be more likely to kind of take them off a particular path and make it so that a person is less likely to engage in quote radical behavior just by introducing or having somebody kind of pop up that would be the perfect match to essentially discourage a particular type of behavior from an individual that has a predisposition to that and if that's not possible yet I'm telling you it will be possible soon and I'm arguing that it's already possible certainly probable it's not hard to do like yeah you ever really wonder how a certain person you know and I'm talking about a micro level right now, just on Apple. I'm not even talking about the simulation as a whole, although I would argue that that probably is happening as well. Apps actually does happen as well, just to keep people sort of contained in these particular roles. It just makes them less likely to behave in particular ways. If you have certain people that come into your life that kind of soften certain aspects of you. Um, but then on a nefarious way or in like in a negative way that the opposite could happen too. If they need a person to behave in a particular way, they could put certain people in their paths to sort of amplify certain aspects of certain more ag- aggressive aspects of their personality. Like anything is probable, guys. I really need you guys to think deeply on what this means. After I finish the first uh, section, of the of the podcast, I want to talk to my husband about it. That's why I'm out of breath because I was like, <laughs> like recouping everything to him or recapping everything to him. Um, he's like, "Do you think that they could like take somebody out if they wanted to?" I was like, "Dude, that's not even like it's not even a question. Like it sounds paranoid, but like think about it. For example, if you don't own your car outright, or if it's not an older car, all your cars, all our cars are equipped with this like OnStar thing. There's also like a software. Like newer cars are all controlled by software, right?" Like, it's not hard to remotely do something to a person's car to make it look like an accident. And that's just like the first thing I, I thought of, you know, um, I'm sure there's others. I'm just not that creative right now. I'm a little burnt out. I'm talking for the last hour about this stuff, too. Um, but I just want you guys to be really aware, really aware of the actual reality that we we are living in, or at least on this level. Right. Because I'm sure there's more to it, obviously. But on this level, what is possible please 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 do check out the book age of surveillance capitalism i know it's a dense one um but if you spread it out over a week and you just listen a little bit at a time it's gonna really help you navigate the the reality we find ourselves in i mean i think i was saying i never actually finished the thought but i was saying how like we live in a society um i think it's some sort of like simulation a futuristic um sort of entertainment system was our reality and we just happen to be playing in some sort of dystopian sci-fi you know story i guess and 
Um, you know, everything has to, every story has to have a plot and, you know, a villain and something to overcome. So, you know, let's overcome this. I think we can. Or at the very least, you can protect yourself and your loved ones by knowing or having access to information of what is absolutely possible. But I'm saying it's not inevitable. It doesn't have to happen this way. Even if they want us to think it is and she actually talks about that in the book in age of surveillance capitalism how they present things as though it's inevitable and we don't have a choice um and they do that in in the in hopes of convincing us to believe that it's inevitable and we don't have a choice and then by them doing so we sort of just go along with it but it's just a manipulation tactic it doesn't have to be this way you know their reality does not have to be the reality that we collectively um experience all right for real now i'm done this time thanks for listening